0: This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B.
1: Hey, what's up y'all? Welcome to episode 141 of this is the G Podcast. This is episode 141. Y'all give it up. Come on. Come on. There you go Tonya B hands up like you're on a roller coaster. <laughs> Our guest is putting his hands up. Vi, Vi is so cool. You too you too cool for school, Vi. What's what's up with that, man? Oh Yeah, but I'm your host, Tommy P. Thanks. You know, and and I got to say thanks to everyone who supports the podcast. Uh, If you stream audio live, if you watch us live uh, on Riverside or if you watch us on YouTube, we appreciate you. Uh, Please subscribe to the podcast and uh, make sure you share it with friends. You know, we don't take your support for granted. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much. And uh, I just want to you know what I'm going to do at the end of the show by Tanya B and, and Teddy, our guests at the end of the show. I'm going to make sure I, um, and I know you got to go. Don't don't look. <laughs> I am going to shout out the city, some of the cities, um, you know, that uh, support us. We really appreciate it, man. Big time. So, you know, I, I do like to every 30 days just thank the people who, who hang with us, man. But each week we do news, politics, pop culture, that piping hot tea with the one and only. Y'all give it up for Tanya B. Yeah. You know, this is our like legends of the pre of the pre fall, and and you know our guest. I say pre fall because it's still summer. It's not. I can't say legends of the fall yet. Uh, that's why you know we got Teddy out here. But uh, the other thing is, we always have a legend. That's Tanya B. Because Tanya B. is uh, that indie radio chick doing her thing. Been in radio for a long time. Papa Papa was a radio jock doing all that great stuff. And the Birdwire is on every Saturday, every Friday and Saturday, eight p.m. 10 p.m. Saturday at noon. Uh, what you got with the bird wire? How was the Birdwire this week? Give us a little bit.
2: Uh, it was pretty cool. I did a salute to the music of the summer of 1972, which was basically owned by James Brown. But I just want to bring out some of those old Snap records. I you know, did a little Isley Brothers in the Layaway and popped that thing. I even pulled out Funky Granny by Cooling the Gang. No, you didn't. So, yes, I. I you didn't listen. <laughs> yes, I did. Wow, yeah. that's what's oh, up. That's what's so up.
1: I got to give it up pretty to cool. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
3: you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. All right, y'all, and thank you so much, Tanya B. Thank you for being here, and also uh the country commentators here. Y'all give it up for Vi in the building. Vi. Hallelujah. Yes. And Vi, Vi actually um, had a chance to see Fantasia and Johnny Gill this week. Uh, He out there dipping it and doing it, but but safely, Tanya B. And uh, also, you know, shout out to Stockbridge bringing, uh, you know, Fantasia, Johnny Gill. Also, uh, Vi's happy because the Falcons won this weekend. So give it up.
3: Uh,
2: they won a preseason
1: game. Hey, you know was? what? Here's a deal: a game is a game. <laughs> the, is it like that oh, in Atlanta?
0: <laughs> I well. disagree. I disagree.
1: Oh uh, well, we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Okay. <laughs> but, but for me personally, Ooh. let me let me say this up front. I'm gonna say this up front. Okay. As considering the years we've been through the last few years, it was I was just happy to see a quarterback not fall down in the backfield without being touched. So let's give it up for that. <laughs> let's give it up for not seeing a ghost sack. Okay, so I'm happy, okay? And, and you know, here's the deal. Special, very special week. Uh, I, I'm really excited. Um, he's, he's never been on the podcast, but, but we, we've talked occasionally over the years. Uh, and, and let me say this, man. I guess when I started, I started my career, in uh in quote unquote big time. I guess it's big time radio. I was in Atlanta doing my thing, doing the music because I love music. And Teddy Aston was the man. He was doing his thing, Warner Brothers, uh, senior executive, uh, Southeast, Warner Brothers in charge of Urban. Um, he was one of the first to come out, visit me in my new role, because everybody else, it was, it was and, and you know, Teddy, you can you know what kind of situation it was. <laughs> you know when I, when I came in, it was a little you know look testy, but uh getting in there, uh he he made me feel extremely welcome. Always if I had a question, he said, "Hey man, give me a call, you got a question." Uh little did I know because I'm ATLian. Uh, he is also from Atlanta. Now let me ask you, Teddy. You from Grove Park, man? Uh, you
4: know what? Uh, first of all, Thomas, I'd like to thank you for having me on the g Park podcast. Are you going? Are you I'm going to avoid my question? Uh, <laughs> I'm truly honored. And of course, uh, yes, uh, I went to uh, Grove Park Elementary School. Yes, I went to yeah! I went to Grove Park Middle School. And I went to West Fulton all on Bankhead. <laughs> yeah. Is Bankhead an Atlantian for you? Yes. Let's end we can
1: we can end the interview right now. But Teddy <laughs> Teddy, I was a step away from West Fulton, man. I was and, and I I moved wow. to East Point, but but hey man, you know, it was amazing to learn that he went to the same elementary school. That I actually attended, and we were talking. I'm not going to get into our talk because he was telling me we had, we come across the same teachers. It was it was just amazing to me. But but let me tell y'all, this man. First of all, he has a new book, and I'll get to it in a minute. But he started his career as a paper boy in Palmetto, six years old, doing his thing. He went from six year old paper boy in Palmetto, Georgia, moved to Atlanta, got a, got an opportunity in the mail room at Warner brothers records. And he went from the mail room to the boardroom. Simple as that. Um, and, and he has been a nightclub owner, real estate consultant worked, uh, you know, during the time of Jimmy Carter uh, went through Maynard, the Maynard Jackson administration, Campbell administration, all of the, you know, the, the uh, Andrew young uh, worked closely. I, I will tell you now, probably, Atlanta's music scene wouldn't be what it is today um, if Teddy hadn't been as involved uh, in, in doing some of the things that he did as a record exec. You know, working with a lot of these major artists. And and I will tell you, let me show y'all first the book. I'm just if if you're looking at the podcast, uh, I asked Teddy to send me just a PDF, and he sent me the PDF. And then he said, "Hey man, I'm gonna send you a copy of the book. So I'm expecting, you know, a little, you know, little book, little, you know, paperback. This thing is phenomenal, Tanya B. I can't leave it on the coffee table because it'll disappear. It's it's that good. Um, the amazing pictures of his life, his family. Uh, I called him up, man, and I said, Teddy, what is this you sent me? Yeah, I mean, it it is just probably." In terms of black radio execs or black music execs, one of the best books I've seen, uh, and and we re, we really need this because historically a lot of our history is getting washed away. You know, a, a lot of folks don't really know the history. I had this conversation with a good friend of mine. Um, you know, you know, Team Airplay, and we always had the conversation about preserving our history, and and I'm glad yes. to see that he did this. Uh, it is platinum, uh, golden pass, and platinum future. I'll give you the information on how to get it. Um, But I will tell you, Tanya B., we talk about receipts. Vi, we talk about having receipts. The receipts are right here in this book. I'm I'm here to tell you. And, um, you know, it's beautiful. It's stunning. Uh, My hat's off um, to your team, Teddy. Uh, Thank you. The the work that they put into it is, is just phenomenal. I heard it came from. You know, basically, it came from an idea for a post. But y'all give it up for the one and only. I, I'm going on and on. He's a national Black Radio Hall of Famer, philanthropist, entrepreneur, and I consider him really a good friend. Y'all give it up for Teddy Assen, y'all.
4: Thank you, Teddy. Thank you. Teddy, did I lay it out for you? <laughs> yes, you did, Tom. I really do appreciate it, Tommy B, and uh, again, I'm honored to be here. Everyone within the Sound about Our Voices, my name is Teddy Aston. Uh, I have a new book out. The title is called A Golden Past and a Platinum Future. I have a website also for the book. The book's website is toughact.net. You know, just like a tough act to follow. T-O-U-G-H-A-C-T dot net. If you go to the website you'll be able to learn more about me teddy the author you'll be able to see you know over my career i received over 50 golden platinum albums you'll be able to see them all as well as all the other awards and accolades but what's more important is that you'll be able to see a lot of the book reviews that i've received over the last few months. And that's just a few of them, mm-hmm. not all of them, but it it'll it, it give everybody a good opportunity to learn more about me as the author of this book. And uh, it took me uh, a year and a half to write it, Wow. And uh, I really wanted to take my time and do it. And, uh, you know, I reserved all of my photos over the years. Mm. And uh, when COVID hit, you know, things really slowed down for me. So I started looking over my photos. I had them all digitized. I took all of my gold and platinum albums out of the attic and the closets and everywhere that they were stored. And uh, every photo, Tommy, has a story. Mm. You know, wow. Every photo has a story. So that's when I started writing. It was hard to stop. And I just had to stop <laughs> after a year and a half. <laughs> you know, I had to get it out, get it out of my system. But I'm very proud of the finished product. And I've got nothing but rave reviews. The book is not a regular size book. The book is well, a, the size of eight and a half by 11. It has over 300 pages. And the book weighs over two pounds. Man, so let you me can imagine.
1: I got to give you the air horn for that, man. It is, it is without a doubt. Um, it's going. You know, again, I'm going to put it on the coffee table, but I may have to put a lock on it, like a, a, a ball and chain. You know, uh, uh,
4: put it put a GPS on it. <laughs> <laughs> put, put it put tag it,
1: it. I'm going to air tag it. Yeah. Uh, let mm. Apple tag. Hey, but Teddy, let me, yeah. let me say this. I'm going to mention a name some of the names in the book. And and would you give me a line, maybe what comes to mind with these names? I'm going to say one name, Bob Marley. What comes to mind?
4: Bob Marley, I took Bob Marley on his last promotional tour. Wow. I was based in Washington, D.C. at the time. And Bob Marley's last album recorded for, for Warner Brothers was called Survival. And on the album cover, that was a flag of every... Uh, state and city of South Africa. And he wanted to bring attention to all the apartheid and racism that was going on in South Africa. So I was asked Uh to put together a promotional tour for Baltimore, Marley uh, in D.C. And it, it's probably right up there with one of the best promotional tools that I've highlighted my career because being in uh, uh, Washington, D.C., uh, uh, man, I'm right, in, I'm right in the heart of of the uh, Atlantic coastline. You know, I had people coming from New York, Philadelphia, D.C., Baltimore, Virginia, uh, then uh, the National Black Caucus came over from the White House. So we had senators. We had congresspeople there. And uh, Bob was so proud of the work that I put in. He told me, Teddy, this is the best promotional event I've ever had in my career. Hmm. And my career, his career spanned over 30 years. And he was very proud of it. And uh, after the party, he invited me up to a suite. You know, just to let me know how much he he appreciated uh, the the turnout that we had. And he invited me. He said, Teddy, do you ever go to Jamaica? I said, of course. I take my family to Jamaica every year. He said, well, next time you come to Jamaica, you let me know. Mm. Uh, So Mm -hmm. that summer, I okay, we'll go to Jamaica. Uh, In fact, he took care of it for me and my family. And he said, "Uh, when you get there, I'm going to send one of my guys over to your resort. And we're going to show you the real Jamaica. He said, I want to take you over. I want to make sure they take you over to my childhood home. In fact, they closed down the tour. They closed down the Bartmorty tour in order to give me and my family time just to observe the history in his home. Uh, All of these photos are in the book. We're Mm -hmm. sitting We're in his home. Uh, My wife and I were sitting on his childhood bed. You know, that he slept in as a child. So that was one of the highlights of my career. But the story goes a lot deeper than that. You know, uh, you really need to read the story because it was, you know, again, you know, just to meet the man. Not just just to uh, be a fan, but to meet him and to work with him and work for him and take him on the promotional tours and promote and market his product. So it was one of the highlights of my career. Tell me
1: another name Shaka Khan
4: Shaka Khan uh man uh well he, well Shaka Khan, you know uh Shaka Khan has a legacy with Rufus, you know that's what she gotta start. So when she decided to go solo, of course she chose Warner Brothers as uh, uh to be her home. Mm-hmm. And when she came over to Warner Brothers, you know, of course, you know, by that time, uh, Tommy, I'm back in Atlanta, uh, and she's like, "Wow, I see all the things, all the promotional tours, uh, all the artists that Teddy worked with. I want to go to Atlanta, and I want to work with Teddy." Mm. You know, her first album, mm-hmm. you know, and and you know what, Tommy, one of the highlights of uh, of, of 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 Shaka Khan. Uh, for me, it was right here in Atlanta, at V103, at V103, here in Atlanta. I was sitting in the program director's office, Scotty Andrews. Scotty said, Teddy. He said, Teddy, you're the only one, basically, to come in. I never have to worry about your product because you have good product. Uh, you bring me good promotion. He said, I need a power record for rotation. He said, what you got? I said, I got a shot ain't nobody. Oh. If I can lead a radio, I can lead a radio station, I'm I it before I can get in the, car. The, the 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 record was on the radio. You know? Yeah. Uh, I have a, you know, Shaka Khan writes me, you know, she does an autograph photo in the book, you know, Teddy, thank you for the number one. Also, I have a photo in there when Shaka Khan uh played at uh show, I mean she uh uh performed three solo concerts at the Fox Theater. And after the concert, everybody wanted to meet Shaka Khan. Everybody wants to meet Shaka. So backstage, uh, uh, of course, and, you know, and and certainly all the politicians, the late Mitch Faulkner was there. Yep. Uh, Councilman Rob Pitch, Councilman marsh Bentley, Councilman uh, 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 Bill Campbell, who later became mayor, and one of the legends there, also in the picture, was Gorgeous George. So Shaka to me was the you know, the heart and soul of, of, of Warner Brothers. I love that lady, man.
1: Yeah. Hey, I got to ask you this one though. You know, because I'm looking like if you look if you're watching the podcast right back on my wall, he's up there every 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 week. Prince. That was my first
4: big promotion. Okay. Um, I'm, you know, so basically just kind of back up for, for a moment. I started working in the warehouse before I was promoted to the mail room at Warner brothers and from the mail room to the board room. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, there's this, this print stirring goes way back because during the time when I was in the mail room, before I started working for Warner brothers, Warner Brothers didn't have no black artists, mm, no minorities. You know, Warner Brothers, no. <laughs> yeah, black artists. Warner Brothers was a was a was a rock and roll record label. They had Jimi Hendrix, he's rock and roll. Fleetwood Mac, you know, Marsha Tucker band, you know, rock and roll and country and western. Mm. So, but. In house, we were part of a corporation called Time Warner, and the music division of Time Warner this, this consisted of Warner. It was the corporation was called WEA, W for Warner Brothers, E for Electra, A for Atlantic. So, in house, Warner Brothers didn't have any black music. So, but Atlantic Records, our sister neighbor did. Atlantic had the average white band, uh, Betty Wright, Aretha Franklin. Uh, Wilson Pickett, Ray Charles, Roberta Black, Donna Hathaway, uh, Sister Sled, man, they were rolling in Black music, not to mention all the other Black labels like uh, Motown and Epic Records and Columbia Records. So Warner Brothers decided, like, whoa, man, we, uh, along with that, uh, Thomas, Tommy, kind of all the, uh, the Black soundtracks were coming out, like the Superfly selling 10 million album. Uh, the Mac selling in 10 million albums. Sparkle set in 10 million albums. So Warner Brothers are like, man, we got to get into the black music. We got to diversify our roster and we got to diversify our staff. We're going to go around the country. We're going to have the best people in the country. And I was the last person that Warner Brothers hired. And they, in the two, two markets that was available, two positions that was available. One was Miami Florida. The other one was in Charlotte, North Carolina. So I was chosen to be the regional promotion director for Charlotte, North Carolina. So here I am in Charlotte. Plus I already kind of knew what the promotion game was because one of my mentors, Charles Gill, was working for Atlantic Records. So he would take me on the road to show me what how promotion actually worked, promotion and marketing for a major record label. So when I uh, became the promotion manager for Charlotte, for Warner Brothers, already, I was already ahead of the game. Uh, and, and, and basically, Warner Brothers used to send out early music, you know, they call them back then, test press. There would be albums yeah. that they would send out with no names. So when Warner Brothers sent me the press album, I'm like, who in the world is this? This is the freshest music that I've heard a year, maybe in my life. So the first thing I do, I get on the phone, call the home office, like, who is this thing soft and wet? They said, that's uh, the artist that we just signed. His name is Prince. So I'm like, whoa, man, I need to get him in in Charlotte for a promotional tour. It was at that point, it's kind of like pulling teeth because they didn't really want to do it. I'm like, why? They said, he don't talk, Teddy. And if he don't talk, he may do more harm than good. You know, you introducing them to radio people and retail people and the press. It could do be more harm than good. I'm like, look, I got this. Let me do it. Let me do this. So they said, okay, Teddy, what is going to take for you to do this to pull this off? Because it was it was like six weeks before Thanksgiving. Uh, so they said, like, what what do you need to pull this off, Teddy? I said, well. Uh, plus, the other good thing for me, uh, Tommy, is that being in North South Carolina, North South Carolina had more black radio stations than any part of the country in that region. So it gave me an opportunity to break a lot of records. Yes, it you did. Yeah. Uh, before, before the rest of the staff could even get started, I'm already breaking records. So one of us saying, Teddy, what do, you, what do we need to do to pull this off? I said, okay, I'm going to need 50 albums for every black radio station in north and south carolina Ooh, man that's going to be about 1500 albums or more maybe 2000 well so we got to do it we need to do it what else you need well i'm gonna need you to buy advertised in 1862 spots at every radio station what we never done nothing <laughs> like that before not even for country and western pop <laughs> that to go? i don't know but we need to do it because the reason that i wanted Uh, 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 The reason that I wanted to buy advertising At every radio station Because I wanted everybody to hear the same message Prince has a brand new album The new new single is Soft and Wet Uh, And if you want to get a Prince autograph All you got to do He's going to be in Charlotte At WGIB radio station Thanksgiving weekend And in order to get Prince autograph You need to bring a non-perishable cans, A couple of non-perishable cans of food Tommy, people were bringing carloads of food. They were bringing boxloads of food, truckloads of food. Oh, and then the first thing I wanted to run part, I said, uh, "What else you gonna need, Teddy? After the advertising, the album giveaways, and everything, what else you gonna need? Well, I'm gonna need two tractor trailers. what? We're gonna have so much food. We gotta have some place to put it. You know? So, okay. So, Tommy." Thanksgiving Day. The two tractor trailers are full of food. Everybody wants to be Prince. The only way you can get his autograph would bring non pressurable food. The city was on lockdown. Can you imagine? Eighteen twenty radio station advertising Prince going to be in a certain location. It's uh, amazing. In the city? amazing. Uh, so uh, uh, we were the we had, I eighty at five was closed down. I-75 was closed down. both mm. 77 was closed it down. Brookshire Freeway was closed it down. State Patrol comes up to the office. What is going on here? Who's here? Who's in charge? Everybody looks to me. What Teddy's in charge here? What Teddy, what you doing here? What's going on? I said, well, we have Prince in town. Prince who? What country is he from? What's the king and the queen? <laughs> I said, well, the king and the queen and the royal entourage are still at the hotel. We didn't want to just bring everybody out. So I just brought the prince. The prince, nobody told the governor or the mayor or the state patrol that the prince was going to be in town. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, whenever you do something like this, you got to let me know. Hmm. You got to let us know so we can be prepared for this traffic. We can't have this. So, uh, but the good thing about Prince, you know, he was very cordial. When he got to town, I met him at the airport. He said, Teddy, I heard a lot about you. Looking forward to working with you. He said, what do you want me to do? I said, here's your itinerary. here's what we got to do. I can do that. He said, I only have one request. I said, what is your request, Prince? He said, after we finish all of this, can you take me to the movie and see Superman? (laughs) Sure, I can take (laughs) you. That's easy. Yeah, I can take you to the movie and see Superman. You know, because I think that was like the third episode of Superman, you know, and all the big movies come out around Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year, Fourth of July. You know the big movies, big holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. So that Thanksgiving weekend, the Superman movie came out. That's all he wanted to do was see Superman. Oh, and when he did his second album, uh, a lot of people, you know, you used to read the liner notes. In fact, the liner notes are still up, but he thanked me uh, for uh, everything that I did. That and the rest is history. The records spread all over the country from there.
1: Teddy, man, I, I got to give it to you, dude, because he was not that way with everybody. I'm going to leave it at that.
4: No. <laughs> I mean, I'm no. it no. We get that with the close bond from the beginning to the end. Yeah, yeah. You know, wow. so. Good stuff. Good.
1: Uh, Teddy, one I, other I, thing, I always, too, I want to ask you, um, because you, you're considered, uh, be, you know, basically your stature in the business as, as a, uh, an executive, a legendary executive. When you look at the landscape now, uh, what do you think is the state of the black music executive?
4: These are the artists that I had the chance to work with. Prince, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, Mark Day and the Time. Vanity Six, Sheila E., Zap Featuring Roger, Madonna, Quincy Jones, Miles Davis, Tevin Cameron, James Ingram, Patty Austin, Bart Marley, Sly Stone, Larry Graham, Donna Summer, Sylvester, Shaka Khan, Ashford and Simpson, George Benson, The of Dallas, Boosie's Rubber Band, mm. Ross Stewart, MT, Ben's Marquis, Big Daddy Kane, Michael McDonald, Al B. Karen White, George Benson, Earl Clue, Bob James, four-play featuring Bob James, Lee Rittenour, Nathan East, and Harvey Mason. Al Davis, David and the Isley Brothers, Joe Sambo, Rose Royce, Thank You Beverly, Jennifer Holliday, Keith Washington, Atlantic Star, Jasmine Guy, The 47 Days, Club Nouveau, and the Tom Tom Club, just to name a few.
1: That's and my library, why Teddy. Teddy, that's my
4: library. <laughs> yeah, and 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 you can verify that, Thomas, yeah. because you were the program director, music director, V one hundred and three at the time.
3: Yeah, I was. Yeah, there. so I, I promoted
4: kidding. all of those. Artists. I brought them to you and brought them to your office. And the good thing about it is that my job was like a working was 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 like a kid in a candy store. You know, like when they say, when you love what you do, is not really work. You know, so. I was able to really, really enjoy my work. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all the people that I worked with. I enjoyed working with the program directors, the general managers, the receptionists, uh, the janitors, the elevator operators. I didn't know who you were. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Respect, respect. And I have always respected everybody. I don't care what position they were at a radio station or a record store or a music distributor.
1: Y'all, I I want to say just give it up <laughs> to to Teddy Aston. Uh Teddy man, I'm going to have you back. I just want to thank you for taking, you know, taking the time to come on, uh talk about the book. Um I I got to have you back because we want to, you know, and you and I talked about doing one show. Uh, I have another podcast called You Need to Know. Yeah where we can spend an hour to. and just kind of go through all, because, uh, you know, so much changed, man, uh, especially, and I'm not going to go into it on this show when, when we talk about, you know, the 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 charts and BDS and sound because that's the kind of stuff also that we need to probably uh, expose and talk to people about and how it affects music today. But um, the, the way people can get the book, and, and I, I've got the website, want to make sure, toughact.net, and I'm going to make sure I have yes. that on the uh, on the podcast page. Um, how can people contact you, man? How can people reach out to you?
4: Uh, also, uh, uh, Tommy, on the uh, on my website, there's also a page that contact. You can contact me. Uh, not only you can send me a letter, you can do a book review, whatever information that you need. Also, I have a phone number at my office. It's 404, area code 842. 4600. That's 404-842-4600. And briefly, let me just say this before I I go, if you don't mind, if you would allow me. Uh, He was asking about the the state of music and the music executives of uh, of today. But so much of the music has changed. I mentioned all of those artists that I mentioned, R&B artists, you know, The artists that was early in the rap game Like T, Big Daddy Kane, Big Marquis Warner Brothers was a 365 degree record label Jazz, R&B, hip hop, alternative Country and Western, rock and roll, punk rock Okay, so But the music has changed so much these days So the sort of record executives these days The industry has turned from R&B to hip hop so, yeah. and hip hop is constri- considered now to be mainstream. So they have to embrace the music that they have. They have to embrace the artists that they have and they have to do their job.
1: Yeah, so true. Let me give it up one more time. The one and only Teddy Aston. and I'll make sure I have the uh, information on the website uh, again, Teddy. I just want to say thank you, man. Uh, thank you for the work you've done. Um, You know, it's um, I don't want to say it's sad. It's just a part of life. We come together, man, when we lose people, you know, like, for example, you know, uh, you and I, we we saw a lot of each other or heard from a lot of each other. So I saw a lot of posts with the loss of uh, Mitch Faulkner and then, you know, Jay Ardino, uh, you lost a significant part of your family, Mm -hmm. man, your Warner family and your business family and CC uh CC yeah. Wilson McGee who who and, went, and went the whenever, that Oh, and the artist man, uh, you know, so so I just say man, kudos, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing it uh as a music uh executive former but still got your hands in it as a real estate uh consultant you and your wife and 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 just doing your thing, man. Don't stop and and, and again, this book is amazing. Uh I I tell you man, for anybody who who's looking for a really good read on the music industry. Definitely check it out. I'll make sure the information's on our podcast notes. Please, Teddy, again, thank you, man. I gotta give it up. One hey. and only Teddy Aston. Thank, thank you, you so much. Sir. Thank you, Jeremy. All right, man. Enjoy your Sunday, okay? Uh Tanya B, you know, and, and Vibe let's do this. Uh, let's do news with Syracuse Mike, and we'll come right back.
4: News team assembled.
5: Time for the week in news with Syracuse, Mike. Former President Trump says the FBI raided his Mar a Lago home in Florida. He's not happy about it and was in New York when it happened. Two sources said the search was related to long discussed allegations that allies of Trump improperly removed boxes of presidential records from the White House after leaving office. The FBI did not comment about the reports. Two of the three men convicted of murder and federal hate crimes in the death of Ahmad Arbery have been sentenced in Brunswick to life in prison for the federal hate crimes. Travis McMichael, who fatally shot Arbery, gets life plus 10 years. His father, Gregory, gets life plus seven years. They both will serve the state and federal sentences at the same time. Late Monday afternoon, we learned that their neighbor, William Roddy Bryant, who was also convicted of murder, was sentenced to 35 years in prison for hate crimes. He apologized in court to Aubrey's family. For the first time, Gregory McMichael also spoke in court, apologizing to his wife and his son. Plus, he had a message for Aubrey's family. McMichael said, I'm sure my words mean very little to you, but I want to assure you I never wanted any of this to happen. There was no malice in my heart or my son's heart that day. Wanda Cooper-Jones is Ahmaud's mother.
2: I think now that he realized that he made some horrible decisions, unfortunately his apology doesn't bring back my son, but I do accept the apology.
5: Results of an independent medical review for Brianna Greer were released Monday. Greer is the George woman who died nearly a week later after falling out of a deputy's car. Pathologist Dr. Alicia Wilson of the University of Michigan said that Brianna Greer died due to blunt force impact to her head, which caused swelling in her brain. She said Greer also suffered from a fracture in her skull when we last checked an official autopsy had not been released by the Hancock Sheriff's Office. Also Monday, we learned that a pop music star has died. Even if you've never seen her in the movie Grease, you certainly know Olivia Newton-John's music. Not only was physical a number one song, it's considered the biggest pop song of the 80s. Olivia Newton-John died Monday after battling breast cancer for 30 years. She was 73. The White House insists they knew nothing about the FBI search of former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago home in Florida. The president
3: was not briefed, did not, was not aware of it. No, no one at the White House was given uh, a heads up.
5: That's White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre. Many Republicans and even some Democrats want the FBI to provide more information about the Monday search. Democrats are already expressing concern that the search... Could backfire and be seen as a political tactic. And Republicans are saying the search represents deliberate political targeting. This
2: unending desire to destroy
5: Trump and his family is frustrating. That's Senator Lindsey Graham, but legal experts are stressing that it would be highly unlikely that the FBI would have taken such action without clear evidence of wrongdoing. It's believed that the search was about classified documents that were removed from the White House when Trump left office. Hitmaker Lamont Dozier has died. He was 81. Dozier was part of the famous Holland Dozier Holland writing and production team. The trio was responsible for Motown hits like Stop in the Name of Love for the Supremes and Marvin Gaye's How Sweet It Is." is to be loved by you, just to name a few. Lamont Dozier even recorded his own hit in
3: 1974.
5: That song hit number four on the R&B chart. Serena Williams says she will retire from tennis, possibly after the U.S. Open at the end of this month. At a deposition in New York, the former president actually invoked the Fifth Amendment, choosing to not answer questions for New York State Attorney General Letitia James's long-running civil investigation. The case involves allegations that Trump's company misled lenders and tax authorities by misstating the value of assets, including some of his buildings and golf courses. The case is not connected to the FBI search of Trump's Florida home. With gasoline prices dropping, inflation reached 8.5% in July, compared with a 40-year high of 9.1% in June. President Biden. We could face additional headwinds in the months ahead. Our work is far from over, but two things should be clear. First, the economic plan is working, and second, it's building an economy that will reward work. The nation's attorney general addressed the FBI's search of the home of former President Donald Trump. The search was unprecedented in American history. First, I personally approved the decision to seek a search warrant in this matter. Second, the department does not take such a decision lightly. Upholding the rule of law means applying the law evenly, without fear or favor. Under my watch... That is precisely what the Justice Department is doing. That's Merrick Garland. The Justice Department has also asked a court to unseal the search warrant that the FBI received before searching Trump's Florida estate. Now, to be clear, it was Trump who made the search public, and he could have already released more details about what was in the warrant and some of what was taken. The FBI is dealing with threats following the search. In Cincinnati Thursday morning, around 9 a.m., an armed man attempted to breach the FBI visitor screening facility. He was unsuccessful and got away. During a pursuit, the suspect and officers exchanged gunfire, leading to a standoff. The standoff ended, and Ohio Highway Patrol Lieutenant Nathan Dennis says, Suspect was deceased. Authorities believe the incident in Cincinnati is just part of ongoing threats against the FBI after the Mar-a-Lago search. Thursday, Attorney General Merrick Garland called for the warrant for the search of former President Trump's home to be unsealed. The department filed the motion to make public the warrant and receipt in light of the former president's public confirmation of the search. The surrounding circumstances and the substantial public interest in this matter. Trump says releasing the documents is OK with him. In a statement, he said, release the documents now and referred to the FBI search as an un-American, unwarranted and unnecessary raid. Republicans and others have been demanding the Justice Department reveal more information about the search. It now looks like that's going to happen. Various media outlets are also reporting that FBI agents were looking in part for classified nuclear documents. Transcomr Thursday, Vanessa Bryant, Kobe Bryant's wife, walked out of court in tears during testimony that described images taken at the scene of the fatal helicopter crash that killed her husband, her daughter, and seven other people. Bryant filed a federal civil lawsuit against Los Angeles County. It's about photos from the helicopter crash in 2020 that Bryant's attorney says were shared by county fire and sheriff's department employees in settings not relevant to the investigation, including at a bar. The trial is expected to last about two weeks and witnesses will likely include Vanessa Bryant and the LA County Sheriff. And this just in late this afternoon, we learned that the search warrant for former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago home was unsealed by a judge today. The documents reveal that Trump is under investigation for espionage. The former president is being investigated for possibly breaking three federal laws. Removal or destruction of records, obstructing an investigation, and violating the Espionage Act. Now, that does not mean he's a spy. It likely means Trump may have made it easier for spies to get sensitive information by removing the documents. More on this in the coming days. Also breaking, the house has passed the Inflation Reduction Act.
1: Thank you so much Syracuse Mike. By the way, Syracuse Mike is going to be on the show uh next week. So uh, excited about that. But you know, yeah, first of all, I want to say thank you guys for uh for hanging with us on the news. It was not a normal week at all. I mean, it, it was not a normal week. Uh, I will I will tell you that um, is probably one of the most, how can I say it? I don't even want, I mean, problematic doesn't. <laughs> Doesn't describe. I think the it week. was
2: a very taxing week. It was a very taxing yes. because every day yeah. there was always something, and then yeah. here comes something else and yeah. something else. And I gotta tell you, this is I think the longest week in review that Syracuse Mike has had to do. But there's been <laughs>
1: so much going on. He put in the work this week, man. Syracuse Mike was sweating. Had to be sweating this week. But but you know, it, it, here's my thing, and I gotta say this, y'all. We're news. Of, part of what we do is news and politics. If, if this is your first time listening to the show. You know, part of what we do is news and politics. And you know, I, I just gotta say to all those folks who love, you know, um or Cheeto Jesus, if you if you pray to the altar of Cheeto Jesus.
2: Why? Che- you- wait, wait, wait! Stop! That's blasphemous. Let's oh, just che- call che- him Cheeto he- Forty Five, because Jesus hey, them, would not be them. pleased. Okay, for, for them, I mean, you che- know, let, let them Jesus say it. Or no Cheeto
1: Forty
0: Five. <laughs> gun- in, in, in his in his he still ain't done no wrong. The, Rome, the uh, that's
1: Exactly. Yeah, he thinks but, he is Jesus. <laughs> but how? How can you be surprised? Because here's my point. You got, what, two impeachments. You got the Mueller report. You know, you've got, you know, Ukraine issue, the, the Ukraine controversy. You know, there's got to be uh, something that go. Wait, before you say anything, I know what you're going to say, but bef- I'm just saying to these people, it, it leads me to believe that the fact that a lot of people believe that this is a cult is truly real. Because after so many instances... They still love him. They still love
2: him. It's just like John Gotti. He was a Teflon Don and then it took all those years until something stuck. And when it stuck, it stuck to him for life. I mean, I'm going
1: to play play a clip too about (laughs) the Fifth Amendment.
0: Go ahead. I'm like that comedian. I want my woman to be a Trump lover. <laughs> so I want to, now I want my woman to love me like they love Trump. No matter what y'all hear
1: about me, the, she gonna believe in she me. She gonna believe it, and and that's she gonna it, believe it, in it, me. It's just amazing. It's, it's
2: like it the R amazing. Kelly cult. <laughs> yeah, it it's like the R <laughs> Kelly cult. No matter what, ah, oh,
0: Lord, yeah, he people, did nothing. People always know the FBI do not do anything.
1: Let they know they got you. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, big time. I I, I just for me yeah, they don't they yeah. don't do anything. Let they know they got you. That's true. And see, the other thing, and, I, and I'm, I'm not going to go into it. We got Syracuse Mike coming on next week, and, and I'm probably going to reach out to, hopefully I can get Harold Michael Harvey to come in, because one of the other things I want to talk about next week when we get into it, I don't want to get into it too much this week, is the fact that really and truly all he had to do was release the warrant. You know, now, you know if, if he would have just said, "Oh, he," first of all, he didn't have to say a word, word. about the fact that they quote unquote raided. He didn't have to say anything. Nobody we'll knew about anything. it. He said right. it. The other thing is, all the talk he did, all he had to do was release the warrant. If he was so confident that there was no no issue, he could have he could have made the warrant public. The other thing I've got to say, and I'm gonna leave it at this, uh, the fact that nuclear issues that, that uh, some type of nuclear issues involved in this is going to elevate this to a whole new level. And, that was and, scares me, dude. Why yeah. are you taking nuclear stuff to the to, to Margot? I mean, why would you even why would you even take that out the build out of the White House? That's just another level for me. But here's the deal: I, I do want to Absolutely. say again, thank you uh, to Teddy Aston uh, for for being a part of the show today. A couple of people he he didn't mention. I want to mention Ray Boyd, man. Ray and Melanie Boyd, man. They Ray was the PD at at uh, when I first started there. Uh, the late uh, Scotty Andrews at V had passed away. Uh, Ray and Melanie Boyd, they're in the book. They're actually mentioned in the book. Uh, our very own Syracuse Mike, uh, Mike Roberts, is is in the book. And and uh, I just want to, you know, again, just say thank you, Teddy, man. Thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, keep rolling, man. I got it again. We're going to do the long form thing with Teddy on You Need to Know. I got I got to do that coming up. But y'all know. Um, you know, y'all know what time it is. I'm gonna go ahead and get ready for this. Now
0: then, children, it's time for tea.
1: It's tea time, y'all. Sipping the tea with Tanya B. No breaks. We just rolling and rolling. Tanya B, what you got?
2: Yes, I have a lot of tea and a little bit of time. Let's start off with the celebrity prayer list. We want to say rest in peace and power to the late actor Roger E. Mosley, who left us at the age of 83 years young. Now, uh, we know him from the 80s from uh, the helicopter pilot on Magnum P.I., mm. but then in the 90s, he still kind of always would uh, reinvent himself. He played the owner of a club called Chocolate City in the movie A Thin Line Between Love and Hate. That's with my movie. Bobby Brown, the King, Martin Lawrence. Yeah, so. Let, me, what, tell you, let me tell you one of the most unbelievable <laughs> plots ever. But yeah. <laughs> <Definitely> <laughs> we were son- oh, and don't forget the late Delarise; She played <laughs> oh, yeah. Martin Lawrence's oh, yeah. mother. Yes. But, but let awesome. ask me ask you,
1: Tanya B, did you believe that plot? Would you believe a plot? <laughs> Something like Absol- Absolutely.
2: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Okay. All right. Absolutely. It's a great movie, but I'm sitting there like, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, okay. No, okay.
2: It, it, it. Look, it happened to the, one of the people who, who probably wrote the screenplay. Okay. Uh, but I also want to so that you know that Roger E. Mosey, what people didn't know, he had just recently suffered a uh, paralyzing car accident. He was paralyzed I believe from the chest down and then just took a turn for the worse. So while his family thought he might have been getting better and, and it wasn't publicized, that was uh, a large contributor to um his loss of life. And I know Syracuse, Mike mentioned Lamont Dozier, and you know, I think he definitely is part of the soundtrack of just American music across the board coming out of Motown. But and when we forget about this, back in 1969, he and the Holland Brothers were early entrepreneurs. They owned two independent record labels, not one, but two. Um, so the, they gave us songs from uh, Invictus' label, Freedom of Pain, Band of Gold, and Bring the Boys Home. We had all those records by Chairman of the Board, as well as one of my favorite songs by the, you know, the Honeycomb, yeah, uh, Warnags and things along that line, so they did that. And I know, can I, um, can I
1: give a quick shout out to Norman Johnson, who is the uh, the son of uh, General Johnson, General Johnson. Yeah, uh, who was okay. on the show and, and he spoke about Invictus and, and his dad, his father was a big part of Invictus. Oh,
2: and, yeah, absolutely, yeah, wrote that, a lot of songs. You yeah. know what, people don't know, um, uh, General Johnson, I, I believe I'm correct, and I'm very, very usually. I am. Uh, The hit song by Clarence Carter called Patches was actually written by Joel Johnson. As a matter of fact,
1: he corrected me and said, you know, his dad actually performed that.
2: Yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah, in concert. Uh, yeah. yeah, and so uh, Lamont Doja also gave us, you know, the songs again, the soundtrack. He talked about uh, Martha and the Vandellas' Heat Wave, The Supremes' Where Did Our Love Go and Stop in the Name of Love. Uh, he wrote, they wrote Baby I Need You Loving for Marvin Gaye and just a lot of things. And then he also, you know, won a Grammy and he won a Golden Globe. Uh, for his work on movie soundtracks as well as the song Two Hearts by Phil Collins that was and if you listen it has that song has a retro Motown sound to it mm-hmm. uh, so he also was you know well he'll be missed he leaves a great legacy of music and the Holland Brothers are still you know what was weird too Tanya
1: B and, and people don't talk about the fact that they didn't get along with Barry Gordy after That's why it they left. But, but, and, and it was so bad that
2: Barry wouldn't let them use they couldn't use Holland they couldn't use their names did you know that yeah, oh, see what people don't realize is that Barry he was slick like that. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, uh, Otis Williams. I think Otis had to buy back the name of the Temptations, the Supremes. It was formerly of the Jacksons. Became the Jack because Motown owned the Jacksons. But 5. he so wouldn't let them use. Hollywood. They owned it. All yeah. All yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um. Also, want to talk about Nipsey Hussle. He is going to be. Uh. He is only one one posthumous uh awardee by the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce. He's getting a star on the Hollywood. Would walk a thing tomorrow, which would have been his 37th birthday, and it took two years for this to happen. But you know, this still is. You know, I, I'll, I'll call a thing a thing. He wasn't, you know, an A-list rapper. Let's let's be honest about it. Yeah. But people, uh, you know, he always knew how to engage people. He did a lot for the community and the culture. I think that's why people really loved him. Because I don't even know if he ever hit the charts, but he was that underground dude that stayed in the neighborhood and tried to do things to lift people up. So, so uh, I think he, you know, he deserves it. Honestly, more than a lot of other people are getting them, but he deserves it. I agree. I agree. Um, and now we're going to go to. I'm going to talk about uh, Patty Labelle and the girls. Now, Patty Labelle and Jasmine Sullivan are two of you know Philadelphia's favorite singers, and I hear they're going to be collaborating on a project. Uh, Mike did talk about singing to Williams. She said she's not retiring, but stepping away from. Uh, uh, professional tennis and I got to say she and her sister you know and there, and there are some others that have come after them and maybe like you know Will, Wilma Rudolph Althea Gibson those female athletes of color but they really did a lot for what I call black girl sports magic so we, you know and I hear that Serena wants to grow her family in that word from the curb is that she is allegedly already it was Charlie you know she played uh and won a tournament when she was two months pregnant wow wow so uh you know it, it's about you know Uh, family life and then work balance and I'm not mad at her for that gotta say five on it to uh, Kiki Palmer Uh, this week uh, her new game show or of the classic TV show uh, Password the game show produced by Jimmy Fallon premiered I didn't see it I heard it was funny as all get off because she's quick with her wit so I can see her you know being like that and um, you know after all the shenanigans with Lizzo with the fact that she also has uh, six Emmy nominations for her Amazon Prime series watch out for the big girls she uh, I hear Engaged, so she's got a tour coming out, uh, kicking off in September. She's got the Emmy nominations, and now she's found love. So, girl, just please keep your keep your legs closed when you're on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just okay. saying. I gotta tell you about the we got two. We got a, the quick dumb donkey rundown. Okay. First one, Herb Gotti, so thirsty, trying to be relevant, and he's talking to anybody who will listen to him. But this BET series about Murder Inc. You don't need to watch it because he's up there telling everything, trying to be relevant, trying to be a Clout Chaser. Jarul was pissed off at him. Fat Joe read him for filth. (laughs) Uh, in public and um, you know why is, we don't need to know that he went and wrote the song happy after he allegedly was smashing skins uh, slapping skins with Ashanti while he was married I heard his wife has since left him but I like what Judge Greg, Greg Mathis said just to um, tell he, tell her if he's going to get a cease the system and just go sit down and pee like he says he doesn't just shut the Christ oh, out
3: damn.
2: Uh also <laughs> want to tell you about I got to Marshawn Lynch good God good God should have just stuck with Subway, Marshawn.
1: Should have just ate this. Marshawn. Should have just, hey, call Uber Eats and ate that subway and just
2: Marshawn chilled at home,
3: dude.
2: Got arrested <laughs> again for DUI, this uh, time in Vegas. And they trying to say, oh, he was profiled. He was pulled out of the car. He was pissy drunk. Let me tell you this. He was doing a James Brown driving on the rims and the one of the tires on the car was missing and he was uh, bouncing off of the curbs. And that's why the cops pulled him over. But then he said he stole the car. But I'm saying, Marshawn, if you stole the car, how'd you start it? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It must have been a Kia. Uh, I, I no, I know. I thought it might have been, but if you saw the picture, it was a far Hyundai. from a Kia. It was far from a Hyundai. Trust me, believe me. I, t- I know, right? Um, and this is not again not his first oh time having God. a DUI Ooh. arrest. And- I say the courts must be backed Dude, up. He doesn't go to court until December. So do you he'll need be to drive, jail. man? He'll be in jail. I'm like, Let me finish. He might be in jail for Christmas because he goes. Oh, he, he goes God. to trial. He go to court. Goes to court in December. So <laughs> that was less than smart. And then with the female dumb donkey of the week has got to be Joycelyn Savage, the alleged fiance of R. Kelly. So she must need money because you know they went. They took all his money off the books for the fed, the feds down to the jail. Mm. Um, and now he's only got five hundred dollars left. And I'm I'm thinking that would give him sixteen dollars a year for the next 30 years and you really can't buy many chips or cigarettes with that so uh well here's a gag about her two things about her and I think she really is having a mental health crisis she's written this book it's on Amazon for sales only 11 pages talking about how much she loves uh wait a minute what? 11? wait there's more (laughs) there's more Oh. So I'm like, girl, you must, re- I mean, she She must be getting close to eviction. Uh, so then in the book, she drops a bomb talking about she's pregnant. I'm like, OK, so oh. if you're pregnant by R. Kelly, how'd you, who, who's going to get fired for letting you have a conjugal visit with that man while he was in the jail? Wait a minute. That's what I'm saying. It, we can do the math, right? Can, can we just do the math? But <laughs> he's a gang. <laughs> I guess somehow what she took the, oh, what, the mega God. bus from Chicago to to to, to Brooklyn because he didn't get to, uh, what do you call it? I don't uh, He's due to start that trial in Chicago any day. But then now she's claiming she's going to write another book. And in this one, she's going to talk about, and that's why I think she's meant, she's got some She need to jump going. on the Trump, train, the Trump train. Wait, well, she <laughs> she's claiming that allegedly to, uh, drop this bombshell revealing sexual abuse by family members. So I think that young lady has some issues. Good luck. We got to lay her on the altar. Wow. Um, And I also want to say, now let's go on to some good news. I want to say congratulations to Quinta Brunson, the new face of Olay uh, Beauty Products. And as the creator of Abbott Elementary, uh, the show won four awards at the most recent Hollywood Critics Association Awards. So, you know, and don't forget, we've got the, uh, the Emmys coming up in September, which is next month. So, um, Quinta is really doing her thing. Um, And I want to say, you know, this is dumb donkey. You don't go and take a name like Oprah. Anybody that has a one word name, Oprah, Mariah, even Tony, Tony Braxton, just people with the one name you don't go and use their name. So there are these two Oprah super fans that have this podcast called the Oprah Demics, and they are being sued by Harpo Productions uh, for copyright infringement because they didn't get permission to use Oprah's name. And they said all they do is pay homage to Oprah and they dissect the old Oprah. wait. They dissect the old Oprah shows, but here's the thing. Again, Oprah is a brand. Even the letter O is her brand, and she doesn't want money from them, but they just have got to stop using... I mean, stop producing the show. She's like, stop the show. Don't talk about me anymore. I get it. I thank you, but... You know, I guess it's like a cease and desist, but I think that was less than smart not to think that um somebody from her team or she would not find out. So yeah, even, they even get if the Oprah, dumb Donkey, well,
1: yeah, even if Oprah didn't do it, the team was gonna reach out, and stop it. So either way, the okay, well, the attorneys
2: yeah. did, but I'm saying yeah. just so we know with a, a podcast like that, you're gonna be on somebody's radar because they're gonna think, and that was one of the reasons why they said stop doing it is because you confuse people and think that it's actually connected and. In, yeah. Endorsed by Oprah, and yeah. it's not so Protect the less than smart. I'm Protect done, I'm done.
1: Good stuff, good stuff. Ooh. You know, I got to do my shy update, y'all. Um, you know, big, uh, you know, and I got big news about the shy, um, in before I end the report, but um, y'all, you know, Tiff, 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 what is <laughs> that's all I got to say. If you watch the show, Tiff made an attempt to tempt. Damn it! Okay, I'm not gonna say whether or not it worked because you may not have watched the episode. But even after she had the chat with kid Ke- with with uh, Keisha, how messy is it to go test your ex? How messy is that? But um, you know, I think it's gonna backfire based on what I'm seeing for the uh, the promo for the next week with her man. So we'll see how that goes. Jim and Jake are working to try to rebound after tragedy. Bakari, y'all, Bakari is a mess. Papa trying to do good you're making things worse papa you need to step out that's all i have to say you mean well but this dude is bad news shot the jason weaver character y'all uh, i thought you were smarter dude he might have lost a good woman and deja for a moment we'll see what's up with that triggs valentine promise to fatima what could it mean? Because this week they did the Valentine's show because they don't care about what's currently happening. It's just in real time for them when it started. So this week's show was Valentine's. Uh, so I got to say congrats to Darnell and Jada. That's Emmett's mom and dad. Um, they don't know how many times they have messed up. You know, you know how you say third time's a charm. They have messed up so many times. It's just like we're going to take the charm. Because there's just so many, they, they've been together and messed up so long. Um, but this looks like the charm. This looks like it's going to be good for them. And also, you know, that's about it for this week's um, recap. But if you really want to see uh, the genius at work, check out KW's read on the show <laughs> in our Instagram comments. I'm, I'm sure he's already started uh, at This Is The G Podcast. Uh, you can shoot us your comments or you can call them. You can, you can actually go on to Castropolis.com. Dot net, look for the people poll and chime in. Give us your comments on the shot. Plus, here's the big news. Uh, actress Carolyn Mitchell Smith. Uh, she plays Deja, who is Jason Weaver's love interest on the show. Uh, she's actually going to join us. so So I am excited about the fact that, yes, I'm going to try not to fan out, y'all. You know how I do. You know how I do. When is she
2: coming on so I can take the day
1: off? <laughs> don't even. Don't even. No, no shade
2: to her at all. No shade yeah. to her at all. I'm but like, she okay. is,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm going to be nice. I'm, well, I'm, you know I'm going to be nice, but I'm going to behave. But uh, she's gonna. She's uh, she's agreed to come on the show and talk. And they've only got two episodes left, actually, in the season. Okay. Uh, so they've only got two episodes left. And, and uh, I'm looking at either Labor Day weekend or the weekend after. Hopefully, you know, she's available. But... One other thing, my recommendation for the week. And I ask y'all, you know, consider this show, if you haven't seen it, on Apple Surface with Google and Bothell Raw. If you haven't had a chance to see it, it is at the fifth episode right now. And I know, you know, a lot of folks like to, like to binge, like on Netflix. Netflix, everything comes out. And then you can just kind of binge it until you finish. With Apple, their series, they release them weekly. So you don't get the full, you know, the full series at once. So they are on episode five, halfway through. So for y'all who want to just kind of binge the first episode, now is the time to jump in. Uh, I I really think it's a good show, probably one of the better shows out there, some of the new shows, and uh, something new. And I I do recommend this. Um, Jamie Foxx's Day Shift released, uh, dropped on Netflix this week. I had a chance to check it out. You know, Jamie Foxx, uh, Snoop Dogg, uh, Dan Franco, who is uh, what's Franco's his brother, his older brother,
2: James uh, Franco's James... brother that was in The Deuce on HBO. Yes,
1: they, he is. He is very good in the show. Megan, Megan Good. Um, it, you know what it's like? It's like training day for vampires. I mean, but but no, it's it. it he's he's a vampire hunter, but it's like training day. Right with now a who thing. is thing. Is, uh, who's training who? Who's training Jamie? No, no no, 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 no. Jamie's like the Denzel, and Frank goes <laughs> like the white guy who was. You know what I'm saying? In, white man can't jump. Yeah. No, no, no. In in uh, Training Day. That's no, what, oh oh Ethan Hawke. Ethan, like Ethan Hawke. Hawk. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know. Okay. I, I, you know. I'm getting Obama syndrome, but uh, you know. I, I'm just saying, you know how Obama is. I'm just saying, y'all, it is it is worth the watch. I'll give it a beat. Have you seen it? I know. No, I'm I'm getting, I'm looking forward to seeing. It. I ain't got a chance to see it. Mm. I mean, it, you know, I liked honestly, if you remember Project Power, uh Jamie Foxx mm-hmm. was in that with uh Dominic Fishback. Yeah. Uh, Project Power starts off better than this. Um, but the ending, the overall, it's probably in the same line. It's not a great movie, but it's a good watch. It's a fun watch if you just want to. It's a fun, it's it's a a, fun sci-fi. Yeah it's a, vampire. yeah, it's a fun sci-fi, but it's, it's actually a comedy. So just mm-hmm. keep that in mind. It's made, some of the uh, makers, some of the folks involved in it are actually uh, John Wick, part of John Wick, uh, you know, so yeah, it. it has that type of action, you know, a lot of gunplay, a lot of stuff like that. All right, y'all, you know, we'd love to hear from you. You can weigh in on the people poll, go to castropolis.net. Uh, Hit the people poll voicemail. You can leave us a message. You can weigh in on the shy. Uh, Again, our guest uh, will be here. I'm looking either September 4th or September 11th. I got to make sure Tanya B is here when she comes in, though. Uh, Also, castropolis.net. You can find our our page there. You can go to uh, the podcast. If you're looking for the podcast information, our stream, social media, email, all that's there. Um, and, uh, and again, last minute, just got to let you guys know, uh, Mike Roberts, Mike's going to be on next week. Our very own Syracuse, Mike's going to hang out with us after that, uh, Rob Redding Jr. And, uh, got a co- couple of other surprises in line for everybody as well. Um,
2: hey, y'all, y'all got any, Tony B, you got any last minute, last minute thoughts? Uh, No, I I am not in agreement with the CDC was saying like no more COVID restraints because, you know, it's strange how they're doing this. And in so many cities like New York and here in Atlanta, other places, the COVID numbers are increasing and the monkeypox is just out of control. So I will still ask people to back up off me six feet and I'm still wearing my mask. I don't care what they say. I wear my mask every day. Don't be fooled. Don't believe the hype. Please, please, please. As James Brown said, "Be smart." I'm still wearing it's my mask. It's a trick. It, it's a trick. It's a trick.
1: Yeah, yeah. What you got, uh, Vi, You got any last minute? I say, wear your mask. Wear your mask. Keep the distance. Yeah.
0: Keep the distance because the COVID is real. It's still out there. Yeah. Okay. Be careful, people. I hear.
1: I hate... Hey, one, more Trump, one more. Trump people. One more.
0: people. Believe it. Your man is cricket. <laughs> he does not love this country.
2: He love himself. <laughs> He just loves well to cover sad. that. Maybe he may be quiet. He'd love to cover the ball, spot, but Anyway, he loved that money. He, he loves himself.
1: He loves money. If you
2: do oh, right. He you, loves to. He loves to see how much crime he can get away with. You know, I think he believes that crime pays. He
0: only he only run the run. He only wants to run for president again to keep himself out of jail.
1: Yes, big time.
0: Well,
2: if if they if they hurry up because I don't know if Fonnie Willis going to get it. They told Rudy Giuliani that if he can't fly, that they sent him a bus or a train ticket to come down here and testify. Which I thought was cold blooded, but very funny, um, you know, just to keep him from being able to run again. So, let I me, mean, you
1: know, you know keep keeping that in mind, I want to play this because a lot of folks, it's interesting people are like, well, he should, he should plead the fifth. Let me play, I want to play it, and this is courtesy of MSNBC in his own words. When you have
4: your staff taking the Fifth Amendment, taking the Fifth so they're not prosecuted. When you have the man that set up the illegal server taking the Fifth, I think it's disgraceful. Fifth Amendment. Bob.
5: The mob takes the Fifth. If you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? Fifth Amendment. Hello. Horrible. Horrible. He pleaded the
4: Fifth, and that was the end. We never heard about him again. This is like Watergate, only it's worse. Because here, our foreign enemies were in a position to hack our most sensitive national security
1: secrets. The incredible thing about this is he played the fifth over four hundred times that afternoon. Can you believe that? Four I think yeah. it's four four hundred I thought
2: it was more like five hundred. Well they
1: say they say four hundred and forty or so. If this if necessary he'll do it
0: He is not gonna say anything. Yeah. Wow. All right. Trump said if y'all want if y'all yeah. want him going to jail, you are not gonna get no help from him.
2: I just wanted to mention that. I just he need to, to go to that. Jaya. Yes. Go uh, to Jaya like R. Kelly, J-A-Y-E. He the ain't,
0: ain't ex-president. We're not gonna put him in jail. No.
2: No, oh no, yo know, he leave that, the country
1: first. Put that vibe. Without his wig. I'm sorry. Put that vibe. Cause Tanya B says she got Tanya B got plans tonight, y'all. I ain't gonna ask what oh. the plans are, but she got plans. It's
2: birthday week. It's <laughs> birthday week, brother. She got come plans.
1: On. Okay, come on. All right, y'all. With that, here we go. Go ahead, Vi. What you got, man? Satan
0: wanted to prove that Job worshipped God not out of love, because God had given him so much. Satan accurately analyzed why many people trust God. They are fair weather believers following God only when everything is going well over what they can get. Adversity destroys this kind of superficial faith, but adversity strengthens real faith by causing believers to dig their roots deeper into God, in order to withstand the storms. How deep does your faith go? Put the roots of your faith down deeper to God so that you can withstand any storm you may face. Job chapter 1, 20, 22. At this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship and said, Naked I came from my mother's room, naked I, I would depart. The Lord gave, the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised in all his and all of this. Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. Always we saying, It's okay to be angry. If you're upset, talk to God. He don't mind. But you still trust God, no matter what you're going through. He got you. At times are hard; it's time to be hard for you. Just don't forsake Him. He will help you get through it. So, the people, God ain't promised you a good life. He promised you to take care of you. So be good, people. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you so much, Vi. Appreciate you, man. Again, I'll have the information for Teddy Aston on the website, on our actually on our uh, notes for this week's show. Uh, the website and how to get in contact with him. So I'll make sure I have that, y'all. As we always do, I just want to say thank you, man. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to go through all the cities. I'll do that on next week's show, but I do want to just say a blanket thank you to all the folks who support the podcast. Again, uh, you can go to castropolis.net, click the G Podcast. Uh, all the information is there, and uh, we just appreciate you. Thank you so much. And with that, episode 141 is in the can. Power to the people and peace, y'all. Get on your feet. Hey, we good love good you, good people. Good. We love you. Amen. Amen. AKW. <laughs> What's
0: up, brother? Power the man.
1: <laughs> peace, y'all. We out. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh uh. Uh-uh.
0: You've been listening to the G Podcast with your host. Tommy B. The G Podcast is a
3: production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.